Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed. Hello and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast. Uh, we talk about the Doom Patrol. Um, well, we don't all the time. We had a massive break where we didn't, because no one else was really doing anything Doom Patrol. You know, you've got to feed the Doom Patrol beast to make us talk about the Doom Patrol. <laughs> yes. Hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at AvantGarve. You can find both Paul and I at WaitingForDoom.com. Uh, you can email us at WaitingForDoom at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, and all our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and Podbean.com. And I'm Paul, you can find me on Twitter at reading underscore Hicks, and you can also get in touch with our sentient show Twitter account, Wilfred, at WFDPod. Hey, Wilfred. And this, we're back, we're back, aren't we, Mike? Yeah. We're, yes. We're, I think we're going to talk a little bit about the show today. The Season 3 has debuted in Australia, very kindly in sync with America, so we're, yes. we're on top of it for once. <laughs> Finally. <Yeah>. Finally. <laughs> Finally. So, Paul, how has your, how has your, well, normally we'd say how has your week or whatever been, but it's been 10 months since we um, last did a Waiting for Doom show. So, uh, what have you been up to in the last 10 months? 10 months? Is this the first Waiting for Doom of 2021? It is indeed. The last one came out in November of uh, 2020. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. It sure has. Um, well, uh, to find out what we, you know, did bit by bit, you could probably listen to the Gary show uh, that came out in the interim, and um, Dialogue for Flanger was a, a new podcast I started. So, because uh, um, uh, you can't keep a good podcaster down, or me, um, but uh, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I'm in lockdown. I'm in lockdown, so I, I can't go to the movies. Um, I can. I can go and buy food, I uh, can exercise. Is, is that why when I tweeted about how much I enjoyed Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, you said you hated me? Uh, yes. Right. Okay. One of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, no movies for Paul at, uh, at the cinema. Right. Um, yes. So I've been getting my comics via the mail, which is slow and tedious. You know, it's like... He, uh, he posted one day, ten days later, I get them at my house. And it's like, whoa, new nice. comics yeah. from two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. And uh, what else can I do? Um, can't go shops. Uh, can't go browsing at toys, you know. I, you know, I, I think they've probably got cool action figures at Target, but I can't go and look because they're, they've got a person at the door who only gives you click and collects. And if something isn't on the website, you can't look at it. So, uh. bah. Well, that that yeah. really does well, suck, yeah. Watching movies, uh, reading comics online, reading, you know, reading a lot. I've got my pull list way down again, so it's uh, it was two books for a while, and then my new books arrived, now it's three books, so... Hmm. Oh. Um, my, uh, but but uh, what about you, Mike? What are you doing? Um, not a hell of a lot has changed for me. Um... As you said, though, you know, people can tune into the Gary Show, also available on uh, waitingfordoom.com. Uh, um, 
I've I started a side business painting miniatures for for other people. Uh, nice little earner on the side. Um, my actually <laughs> a very recent development is my uh, role at my day job changed, um, and I got moved into a different team and and got to learn a whole new bunch of different things. So uh, the exciting part was I didn't have a say in that move at all. So that's been fun. Anyway, um, yeah, but just you know. Slowly, like you, I, I get my comics kind of on a drip feed uh, from my supplier. Um, so I'm probably still a few months behind comics as well. But um, yeah, I, I've been enjoying some uh, older Wonder Woman comics. Um, just <laughs> started reading one uh, last night uh, that had Steve Trevor turned into uh, Captain Wonder as Wonder Woman was fighting Silver Swan. Uh, so the 80s Wonder Woman comics are a little bit wacky, but kind of cool. Um, yeah, and um, mm. other than that, just uh, very excited to have Doom Patrol back on the TV. Which is why we're back. So yes, we'll, we'll have a, f- a few more yeah. Waiting for Doom episodes uh, as, as more of Season 3 comes out, for sure, yeah. And normally we'd throw to the Doom Patrol news, or the Doom news as we call it on our show. It's, it's a pretty clever take on those words. Um, but, uh, really, there is no news. I mean, for ages, the only news was the TV show was coming and certain people were in it and certain characters were being featured and all that. And it, but it's come out. Um, and the whole time we're going, oh, here comes the DC solicits are coming this week. There'll be news of a new Doom Patrol. Or the TV show is coming. There'll be news of a new Doom Patrol. And uh, not so. Not so. We are no. still uh, waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol comic as such. Mm. Um, yes. Disappointing. So no comic news. No, uh, every every month solicits come out. Nothing, nothing. I'm hopeful. I'm like I thought maybe they're waiting for the TV show to start. Now it started, and so maybe it'll be in the next solicits. But I'm still I'm still hoping for my Doom Patrol Tales story, uh, comic with you know tales from the the past, present, and future, and different eras. I think that would mm-hmm. be a good move for them now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's time for them to zig instead of go in a straight line or zag. They could zag or zig. It's up to them. They need to do something. Or do what they want. It really yeah. is up to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not up to me. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's a shame. Yeah, because I know that you would do us right. If you were in charge, and we would have a Doom Patrol book. If you were in charge of DC, we would probably have as many Doom Patrol books as there are Bat books. Oh, would I? I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> We've earned it, damn it. We need it. Okay, well... Despite there being no news, can you still hear that ticking in the background there, Paul? What is, what is that ticking? Refresh my memory on the ticking that I hear in the background right now. Well, I, I know it's been a while, but yes, we still have in operation the mighty Doom Clock. Whoa! Yeah, we left the batteries in it. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, as we look upon the face of the mighty Doom Clock, we can see that it has been just on 63 weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves. And that was issue 7 of Doom Patrol Way to the Worlds, which we discussed in episode 161 from July of 2020. So it's been over a year since we've had a new comic book starring the Doom Patrol. 63 weeks is, that's about four years, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> in pandemic times, yes. Oh. So, 
what we're going to do now, for those that haven't joined us before, because uh, we've actually picked up some new followers on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. thanks to the Season 3 hype and hoopla. So welcome, if you're a new listener to the show. This next bit uh, that ties into the Doom Clock is called the This Week in Doom Patrol History Guessing Game. And, and Paul, as, as we know, one of the uh, common themes in anything Doom Patrol related is to do with change. So I have to let you know that the eight-sided die of Doom has also changed. What? Partly because I cannot find it. <laughs> so what we're going to tell it, what we're going to tell everyone is that it's actually mutated and it's no longer an eight-sided die, but it's now a twelve-sided die, which could possibly give you even more guesses. Ooh. Or less. <laughs> yes, yes, or less. So we're going to roll the twelve-sided die of Doom. And see how many poll how many poll questions get? No. Oh, nice, Paul. You are getting ten questions that you oh, may ask I about what issue of Doom Patrol came out this week in history. All right. So, question the first. Okay. Um, yeah. Is it written by Grant Morrison? Yes. Okay. If you add the numbers up together of the two numbers that make up the uh, issue number, do they make uh, nine? They do not make nine. Well, that narrows it down. <laughs> so it's not... For... <laughs> it's not 45, it's not 57. It's not 63. Well, 63 was... Oh, was that the last issue? Yeah, I think it was the last issue. Um, okay. Uh... Blah, 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 blah. Is the story about Dorothy's period? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> so it's not 25 either. That's, uh, what, how many questions have I used, two? Uh, no, you've used... You're, you're up to question four now. Oh, I think so. You're cheating. Um, hmm. Is the story set in... On Earth? Uh... uh Parts of it are. So you're saying some of it isn't set on Earth? Correct. Okay. Um, okay, so it could be. Um, does it have uh, some of the team, team in space? Yes. Ooh. So you are now on question six. Question six. Is the primary colour of the cover blue? Um, there's blue on there, but I wouldn't say it's primary. Primary, okay. Does Cliff have a different body in this issue? No. Oh. Three questions I've used? Again, No. Oh, no, that's not a question. That was question not, seven. No, that's not one of my questions. I was... <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Just for that, I'm going to deduct one. <laughs> no, you, you've had seven. Seven, okay. Uh, is it issue 40... Th- uh, 43? Lower. Is everyone ready for this? 
is an issue forty. <laughs> It is not issue 43. You have two questions left. Oh, that's, that's unfair. You've taken questions away from me. <laughs> Take something away from you in a minute. <laughs> uh, all right. Is it... Is it 42? Lower. Is it 41? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jam, you didn't do the thing. Oh. oh, gosh. Is it 42? No, it, uh, moments passed. Magic's gone. Oh. You're, you're all out of questions. You uh, you did not correctly guess that this week in Doom Patrol history, going on sale for a dollar fifty American on September twenty fifth, which is the actual date we're recording, Paul. Uh, but back in nineteen ninety, with a cover date of November of that year, was Doom Patrol Volume Two, Issue Thirty Eight. Oh. what's what's on the cover of that one, Mike? Well, they're kind of reminiscent of the butt monsters from the TV show. Little monsters with big teeth and clawed legs and stuff, and there's like the word raw in the background. Oh. Are they they the, the smoke dogs? Smoke dogs? I think yes. so, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, the, the issue was titled Lost in Space and was brought to us by Grant Morrison, Richard Case, Mark McKenna, Johnny Workman Jr., Daniel Vozzo, and Art Young. And the issue had Rhea Jones and Rebus learn more about their alien captors from the previous issue, the Geomancers, and their plan to use Rhea to help them win the war against the orthodoxy of the Insect Mesh, who have just revealed their side of the story to the rest of the patrol and taken Robot Man and Crazy Jane to their homeworld. So, yeah, there was part of the heading into space with the very weird aliens mm. storyline we covered this issue all the way back in episode 35 from october of 2015 and you can find that in the doom dossier for volume two part two over at awaitingfordoom.com and that is it for the doom clock this week oh i feel like a failure <laughs> <laughs> no look you're just rusty it's, it's been 10 months Okay, it's just you're just out of practice. A world on fire. An all-star squadron podcast. Join your host, Billy D. And Herman, as we take a deep dive into the seminal DC Comics series created by Roy Thomas and Rich Buckler. We'll be covering the series, issue by issue, spotlighting our favorite characters. And talking about the historical tie-ins as well. So join us every month in A World on Fire, and All-Star Squadron podcast. Coming in December 2020 to a podcatcher near you. Now it's time for Doom Splatting, and this episode we are going to discuss the first two apps of Doom Patrol TV, Season 3, 
which is finally back on the TV. Woohoo! Uh, so yes, Possibilities Patrol, Season 3, Episode 1, and Vacay Patrol, Season 3, Episode 2. So, we are aware that there are some people that will have not seen these episodes yet. So, we regretfully suggest that you might want to stop playing this episode right now uh, so you don't get anything spoiled for you. Bye, Frack. <laughs> yes, good, goodbye, Frack, and uh, other listeners in the UK and possibly Europe. Uh, anyway, Paul, overall, what was your vibe and your thoughts, your feels on these first two episodes? My main thought was uh, I liked episode two better. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode one just felt like... Uh, old business it was dealing uh, it's cleaning up episode uh season two's finale and uh yeah i think covid really uh mucked things around so i think we finally got the ending that we wanted last time uh but got it now um and you know it ushered in some sort of uh status quo changes for the team so uh a bit less niles and a, uh, a bit less dorothy and uh danny appears to have turned into an ambulance and gone away <laughs> Yes, so uh, uh, exa- I agree exactly. Um, episode one felt like it should have we, we should have had it a year ago, basically. But yes, thanks to COVID, mucking everything up because this wrapped up the battle with the candle maker. And I have to say, the conclusion of the battle was a little bit underwhelming, to be honest, because basically. Dorothy gets whisked away by the Countermaker. They're in some dark, deserted forest. She's in a cage. She somehow, quite luckily, finds a bow and arrow in that that cage, shoots the arrow at the Countermaker as he's running towards her, then grabs it and teleports them to somewhere. Um, I want to say another dimension. It looked very similar to the moon set that they used last season. And then she basically says mm. to him, look, I don't know, you're big and powerful, but so am I, and you live inside of me, so we're going to wait and sit here until you behave yourself, basically. And then we don't know how much time has passed, but he magically teleports her back to the carnival, and the rest of the patrol break free from their wax encasings. Uh, and unfortunately, it, all of them except for Jane, who's still comatose, and the chief, yeah, who dies. <laughs> In the very first episode, uh, and the the rest of the episode is them basically deal. It, it then jumps a week ahead, and they're all dealing with Niles's death in very different ways. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, and then you've got the the you know the solution to the Candlemaker thing is hey Dorothy saying hey this isn't cool, and the Candlemaker going no, um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, you've got the the revolution inside Jane with um, you know the. Uh, now, did you follow this? It it wasn't her dad, but it wasn't any of the personalities. It was more like a, a manifestation of pain, exactly. Or something. Yes, it was. It was the build up of of the pain and anguish and negative feelings uh, that had been within the underground since Kay was born. You know, since the, all the other personas started manifesting and. Yeah, it was basically the pain became fake Miranda and was going to take control. Yeah. And I, I was getting a little bit nervous about uh, fake Miranda controlling Jane's body in the real world. And that that was more of an interesting battle <laughs> as opposed to what happened between uh, 
Dorothy and the Candlemaker. Yeah. Fake Miranda basically was going to get Jane to commit suicide by, you know, switching up a noose. So, uh, trigger warning for some people. Um, at the same time, they're trying to, uh, mm. Jane's in this plane, um, trying to yeah. take off and punch yeah. through, or literally punch through the, the puzzle monster to reach the surface. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a whole swirling bunch of metaphors there. Punch through your pain. Um, yeah. E- uh, eat your pain. Eat your feelings. I, I've been known to eat my feelings, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> yes, the... Yes, uh, Jane's uh, personalities all start eating puzzle pieces and it tastes like whatever they want. Uh, yeah, we've all been there, so. yeah. Mm. What would you want a puzzle to taste like? Um... Uh... You know what? You could probably make a puzzle out of chocolate and all the pieces would fit together and then you could eat it. And yeah, I'm going to say chocolate puzzle. Yeah. I'd like lasagna puzzle. Right. Okay. The side of garlic bread puzzle. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, That's why I'm not getting any thinner, Mike. <laughs> right. Well, you know, uh, look, we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so we've we've lost Niles. We've uh, had a, a, a big change in the underground uh, and, and some healing as well in the underground. And we also lose Larry in this episode. And he kind of has a bit of back and forth with a negative spirit. And he actually takes up uh, advice from Valentina Vostok from the last season and decides to go off into space. And just, you know, says, says his farewells to Rita and says he's doing, you know doing what has to be done basically and then he just flies off into the sky <laughs> just like oh yeah okay yeah i i thought he was you know gonna head out into the galaxy but uh yeah he he yeah anyway th- that's an interesting one to talk about in i mean it's sort of he comes back a lot faster than i would have expected that's what i'm trying to say right okay yeah yeah, because he, he does come back the very next episode, so... Let's talk about Danny the Ambulance. Yes! That was so cool. And both I, I had to clue in both my boys who were watching it with me, and one of them thought it was a magic bus, and I said, no, that's Danny! And they were like, what? I was like, yes! Because we had the, the, the hubcap appear. I think it was, was it the Sex Patrol episode? The episode where they had the party to try and heal Danny the Brick. And he transformed yes. into the hubcap. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I don't know what's coming. And to see the Dambulance on TV, that was so cool. Yeah. I wish I'd had a bingo card for that. <laughs> but we've, 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 oh, well, we have had a bingo card update, but that happens in the next episode, I guess. But before, all right, so let's wrap up discussing episode one. It was, it was okay. I thought episode two was stronger and better. Yeah. Well, you got the death of the chief. I did enjoy the ghost chief. That was very amusing. And then, um, yeah, there's a mid-credits scene. Because I was watching the credits and it said, Mark Shepard. And I said, Mark Shepard wasn't in this episode. And then uh, uh, two minutes later, (laughs) there's a mid-credits scene with... uh, So, Dorothy, at some point, must have buried Niles. um, I thought he was in the ambulance in the universe or something. Uh, But, yeah, and, uh, yeah, uh, Willoughby Kipling digs up uh, the chief and takes his head mm. and says, we're not, you're not done with life yet. Yes, yes, which got me... Well, I, I, okay, yeah, so rather than having the chief on the dining table covered in frozen peas 
whilst waiting for Jane to <laughs> whilst waiting for Jane to come out uh, of of her state. Uh, yeah, she basically finally decided to uh, take the chief's body uh, up to the Yukon to to bury him with her mum, and so that's how Danny came in and and helped them get there. So that was cool seeing Danny. That 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 was great, and. Yes, it was lovely that Cliff told him to where to go when the chief was like, well, you know, I'm stuck. My spirit is stuck here until I have a proper burial and, you know, you can help burn the body of the man you hate. And Cliff is like, well, no, fuck you. You can linger here in anguish, you bastard, sort of thing. Pardon the language. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the mid-credits scene. And I got so excited because one of my favourite jokes about the Doom Patrol, the comic, when they're in the Violet Valley era, is that the chief is like the head of the Doom Patrol because he's literally a head. <laughs> it's just his head. <laughs> and Willoughby is like, yeah, you know, yeah, he says something like, you know, uh, y- your time's not up yet, mate, so, sort of thing. And yeah, and I would say, oh my God, it's Niles' head. So from what I've been reading about the production is that, yes, Timothy Dalton has a reduced role in this season. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but they've given him uh, a-, a side door to sneak back in through. And you know what? I really hope we get to see Timothy Dalton, well, his head, sitting on a bucket of ice, drinking a chocolate milkshake through a straw. And mm. then the chocolate milkshake coming out through his neck. That sounds very yeah. morbid, but, you know, it's what we love <laughs> about the patrol. And we yeah. also have to talk about the, the very last scene in episode one with the arrival of Michelle Gomez as Madame Rouge. Yeah, in, and now I I did some online research. I I I was like, oh, it's a mole machine. She's digging through the earth and all that sort of stuff. And um, Chenzi, who is one of the behind the scenes people on the show on Twitter, mm-hmm. was posting lots of behind the scene photos. And I said, what would you call that mole machine? And they said, the time machine. And I was like, oh, it's a time machine. And like, oh. did you get that, or was that just me? It was. I mean, was that just something I got mm-hmm. told? No, I, I just thought it was some sort of, yeah, like a mole machine. Uh, but then I, I started wondering, I was like, oh, something's up when she was asking what year it was. Um, and I was like, okay, okay something's very, very odd here. Uh, and then every thought left my head uh, when Michelle Gomez, you know, said to the other woman on screen, one moment, please. And she squatted down and peed for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with a time machine, you think you'd make time to go to the toilet somewhere nice yeah <laughs> but no no just you know in the middle of the street sure why not yeah <laughs> mm. I, I will have to admit that yes michelle gomez is a great actress but i'm a little bit disappointed that rouge does not have a french accent in the show mm. yes it's more what is it, a scottish accent well yes because she's scottish oh okay so. that would explain it she's very good at doing her own accent. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like how people really appreciate our Australian accents, because that's what we do. <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, all right, let's do Ep 2 quickly. All right, Ep 2 was really good. I loved VK Patrol. Um, Tom Farrell wrote this one, and it, it felt like fresh. It was new stuff. Um, immediately, we get the Brotherhood of Evil in the classic 1940s. Um, yes. Yes. And I love them having tech problems with their um, intercom. I love that. That was the best thing. Yes, yes. I have to admit, I sat there with my jaw wide open 
in a huge grin seeing the Brotherhood on screen. That was just so cool. Yeah, and specifically the brain and Monsieur Mella. Um, yeah, and yeah. Mella was great. Really good CGI on Mella. Um, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's... Um, oh, I, I want to see a classic story with them. Yeah, well, that that's the thing. I, I hope we get to see more of that team. You, you know, because uh, there's a, a slightly later scene where it's revealed in a newspaper article that the Doom Patrol has defeated the Brotherhood, and, and that's the earlier version with Mento, uh, Arani, and Rhea. Uh, yeah. And so there has to have been some conflict there, and I, I think we need to see that. Well, I want us to see that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they um, bring in Garguex and give him a mission uh, which involves sitting around a resort for, how long? 70 years. Um, Something like that, yeah. That's my sort of mission. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so what did you think of of, um, Garguex? Okay, I'll, I'll start this a bit again. I... Was when I knew that Gargorex was going to be on the show, I was super excited because I love Gargorex in the comics. He's this big, blustery, boisterous, obese alien who just thinks he's top shit. And yet, the TV version, he's more of like, you, you know, they call him the decimator of worlds, and uh, uh, Gargorex is the decimator and the eater of worlds, and, and all this stuff. And he's like, okay, he's more of a badass in the show than he was in the comics. And I kind of like the change. Yeah, he had a a kind of um, putty-esque uh, nature to him. He seemed, you know, much more of yes! a bro than I expected. <laughs> yes! Good call, good call, yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I love his, his matter-in-factness. And the fact that he, you know, all these years waiting to assassinate his target, which is uh, Rita... Um, he he loses all interest in it by the end, and then and then he has that marvelous scene in the um, steam room where he bonds with Cliff over their hatred of Niles, and it, you know they just roll with it like green guy hanging out at a at a resort, um, yeah. and robot man. I mean, it really did look like it was filmed in COVID because no one was around. Uh, mm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's interesting that he's like that, and then it turns out he's got this sidekick who's not in the comics. Did he have a name? Yes, uh, in the show, he was, he was, uh, Gargawax called him Samuelson. And if, if you're watching the episode, you might recognize the voice of Samuelson, the, the red alien. And that is Billy Boyd, who played Pippin in the Lord of the Rings films. <laughs> I was just, I was like, hang on, I know that voice. I have to watch the credits. That name, that name. Billy Boyd! Oh my god, I was right. So yeah, Samuelson. I believe that Samuelson is meant to represent uh, Garguax's plastic men. Cause in the comics. Yeah, I wondered that. Garguax, yeah, he, he, but he, he had like three different colors of plastic that he would use to create his army. So I think I would have loved to have seen one of each color. Cause I, I believe they each had different functions of the comics. Uh, pardon my failing memory. But I think, I guess they just went with, you know, uh, one red guy and they thought well he's just his aide we won't go into too much detail or, or background uh, probably because it's just a good visual to have the red against the green there but he was he was a cool little guy he's announcing Gargoax at every opportunity <laughs> yeah and Gargoax by the end of it is like yeah no no one's here don't don't worry stop playing the record <laughs> yeah well, it'd be good if he had different colours in later episodes and they're all played by different hobbits that would be funny Ah, that would be funny. Yes. Yes. 
But yeah, it, like, I, I, I'm dying to know why Rita was a target of the Brotherhood. Because when they targeted yeah. her in the 40s, she wasn't part of the patrol. She would have just been known as Rita Far Actress. So why are they targeting an actress? Of all things. Well, I mean, obviously, there's time shenanigans in there because, you know, they didn't know when she was going to turn up. Um, but maybe they knew that the chief was bequeathing team responsibilities to her at this point. So, you know, she is, uh, in all intents and purposes, the leader of the Doom Patrol now, which, I, uh, you know, that's a move I'm very happy about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. She She's not handling it well at this point. Um <laughs> Because, you know, she's like you. She was eating her feelings uh, with all the ice cream. And then when that alarm starts going off, you, you, saying, you know, arrival imminent, and uh, part of the keychain that Niles had left her uh, starts flashing red. And she find, by the time she finds where this secret cabinet with a, you know, I guess like an emergency phone and some buttons and a... I was hoping we would see a giant monitor, but that was not the case. <laughs> Um, by the time she finds it, she, uh, there's, you know, her, there's some misfire between her brain and her body and she can't reach through with her embiggened arm to grab the phone and she kind of just gives up and then the phone stops ringing. So she's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, what's, you know, what the hell has Niles left me in charge of and, mm. and what am I meant to do? So, yeah, mm. but then, yeah. They decide to go on vacation, as you do at these times, which is interesting. So, Cotsville. <laughs> Cotsville. We have to yes. talk about Cotsville. When that name came up, I went to my wife, oh, that's where the Doom Patrol died. And then I thought, oh, that, that's probably just an Easter egg. It won't matter for this. And I'm sure you went through the same thing. I, I did. I, I went, oh, my God, Cotsville. And then I was like, oh, okay, Cotsville Mountain. Um, I, I guess that's just a, an Easter egg type thing. And yet... They still died in Codsville. <laughs> <laughs> on the dance floor. It's a, it was murder on the dance floor, literally. Ah, well played, well played. Yeah, how cool was that? That, you know, at first, Cyborg is like, should we not be worried about the, the, the green alien sitting at the other table, who is known as the Eater of Worlds? And the rest of them are like, eh, nah, let's just enjoy our vacation. Hey, let's get up and dance. And then all of a sudden, Samuelson comes out with his giant ray gun, once their their contact their communication system starts going berserk and, and haywire, after Gargu actually said, oh, let's give up, you know, uh, I don't care about completing the mission, it's done. Samuelson's like, no, our target is here, let's take them all out. And he does! <laughs> yeah, shoots him with the blind, giant gun, they're all dead. And um, Michelle Gomez... Um Madame Rouge shows up and uh, basically does the extraordinary uh, trapping of them by sealing the door. <laughs> yes. What a bitch. Um, yeah. Now, see, this, th this is where I want to know more about uh, why Risa was the target. Because I, I'm wondering if somehow back in the 40s, Madame Rouge duplicated herself to look like Rita Farr to, I don't know, get away from the Brotherhood for whatever reason. And... They were just like, well, or the brain was just like, well, let's just wipe out anyone who looks like Rita Farr to get rid of this problem. And if Madame Rouge did clone herself, well, you know, reshape her appearance to become Rita Farr, that would explain possibly 
the whole thing from season one, where uh, the the waitress in the the diner that they went to in Cloverton, who was talking to Rita Farr, said, "Yeah, my dad loved Rita Farr. Even her porn, you know, it was a bit weird when she started doing porn." Oh, nice callback, Mike. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, so maybe yes. there is a connection there. Yeah, because you know the the Scottish porn of Rita Farr. <laughs> Hawkeye! Hawkeye! (laughs) (laughs) Is that a haggis in your pants? Are you just pleased to see me? Sorry, that's a really bad (laughs) Scottish accent. (laughs) It's been a while since you've watched porn, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, uh... Tuesday. Anyway, um... (laughs) Yeah, so... I'm wondering if... If if that... If Madame Rouge back in, in... Whatever... Is their actual target, and she just looked yeah. like Rita Farr at the time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, the next episode is called Dead Patrol, uh, which promises some sort of dealing with the death situation of the team. Um, mm. And yeah, and Larry is Larry back on Earth, or is he in space in a place that looks like his room again? I, I lost the plot on that one. I I uh, I, th- I think he is just come back to Earth at the end of the episode, but he's been up in space, but it is just him. Uh, I believe yeah, okay. the negative spirit has, has returned him to Earth um, and gone back to his own, you know, space cloud dimension. So his powers now are just he's a radioactive, ugly, sad person. That's exactly what one of my boys said, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Don't mean to body shame him, but okay. Um, <laughs> now I did. I did want to talk about the music in the episodes. There were some really good uh, songs in these episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I love the Alan Parsons Project, though I believe um, "Time" by Alan Parsons Project is, if you look up "pus songs" in the dictionary, that is the definition. Um, but I really like right. it, so you know right. I can't help myself with that. Um, we had a bit of. Uh, uh, we had a bit of. Alpha, Alphaville with Forever yes. Young in the second episode. Forever Young. Love yeah. that song. Um, wish yeah. we could include it in this episode, but I don't want to risk another intellectual property strike against the feed. So, mm. Paul Paul is now going to sing it for us. Thanks, Paul. Forever Young. I want to be forever young. Do you want to live forever? I didn't think you'd run with that. Sorry. There you go. No, no, don't apologise. I didn't think you'd go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, folks. That was totally had, uh, unrehearsed. And we had the air that I breathe in the first episode as well. Yes. Which is, uh, yes. I associate with a petrol ad, I think. Um, oh, okay. Which is the opposite of the air that you breathe. But anyway... So uh, overall, I'm I'm very happy with season three so far. Two episodes in, it is still one of the best comic book adaptations on TV. Uh, and oh, what one of it's been very subtle across these first two episodes, but the fact that Jane is kind of not being so prickly as well yeah that she's done some healing like yes there was a a group hug 
uh, which only lasted a few seconds because she and Cliff embrace, and then like a few seconds later, she's like, "Yeah, okay, get off me." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, she's back." <laughs> so, but um, the the fact that she and Rita was sort of you know talking through their their feelings and and, and emotions whilst on vacay patrol, um, so shows that she's kind of um, I don't want to say softening, uh, but she's kind of opening up a bit more, um, which yeah. I think. Has, has been a long time coming for me because I don't know if I could deal with another season of Jane just being a bitch to everyone all the time. Um, mm. So, which shows some really nice character growth in the TV show. Yeah. And we didn't really talk much about Cyborg, which is he's been sort of shut off from the, the grid, as it were. Um, yeah. Um, because he's still trying to do right by Ronnie, who is still... Wanting to do bad things, yeah. Like Weird. she, she was about to blow up a, a building full of uh, quantum employees, um, and Vic was like, uh, "Yeah, you know, you're being watched. I'm giving you a two minute head start before, you know, I call in the authorities." So she obviously gets away, but now the feds are onto the fact that someone is helping Ronnie get away. So his mm. dad is like, "Yeah, you're being shut down for your own good." Um, just, you know, pull your head in sort of thing, so... Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to the the new episodes coming out. And we do have another one to watch, but we didn't want to overcrowd this uh, episode of Waiting for Doom yeah. with too much Doom that we didn't have to wait for. <laughs> and and two, talking about two eps in one of our episodes, I think is a nice balance. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Doom splaining done? Uh, I yes, I, I would think so. I, I I'm very happy with the return of Doom Patrol on TV. Well, I think that's uh, all we've got for this episode right now. We're we're not really in the swing of things yet, and uh, we will try and get some sort of normal schedule with the show, and hopefully some. Doom Patrol to comic news will be forthcoming, fifth coming, sixth coming, whatever. Um, but, yeah. Mike, thank, thanks for joining me for this one. Where can people get in touch with us? Uh, they can find us on the internet at waitingfordoom.com. Uh, you can follow Wilfred on Twitter at WFDPod. You can always email us at waitingfordoom at gmail.com. And there's the Waiting for Doom Facebook page and the Instagram account that Wilfred has invaded as well. So what do we think is coming mm. up next time on the feed? Uh, it's probably going to be a bit more TV. So, yeah, at this stage. At this stage. <laughs> okay. At this stage? Right. <laughs> yeah but thanks Mike it's great to be back with you it is thanks Paul I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to be chatting Doom Patrol with you again uh, and looking forward to the remainder of season 3 uh, I, I want it all now damn it <laughs> but, but we must wait uh, so yes we'll sign off that's, that's it for now guys as always stay weird be good to each other don't be a crumb bum and we'll join you again next time for more Waiting for Doom Waiting for Doom